Blog Talk Radio. shocked really what are you, what's happening today? well well let's just start with one thing there is it for example there's a conference that's being held at the same time as our conference it's a conference that i'm banned from speaking at ed haslam cannot speak there they would not let uh, jim mars speak there anymore because he spoke at just at our conference our conference is at the crown plaza hotel Dallas, Texas, November 17, 18, 19, the JFK Assassination Conference, fifth one in a row. This one says, sign up for the Dallas Conference at Adolphus Hotel. It's a, it's a rival conference where we're all banned, they don't allow, and they are holding, this is what it really irritates me, 
The moment of silence has been held for over 50 years at the Grassy Knoll. You've heard of it, I hope. Have you heard of it? Yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. Well, here's the thing. They don't want to be with us. We are holding this. The, we have the permit from the city, I mean, from the county of Dallas, to hold it, the, uh, the annual moment of silence on the November 22nd on the Grassy Knoll. They're holding their moment of silence on Sunday, November 19th instead, because they refuse to have anything to do with us. Can you believe that? Is that? What, what, what is their reason? Uh, their reason is that they, they, uh, the founder of their conference, I don't, I hate to go into details like this, but make a long story short, um, their conference originally was founded to stop John Judge's COPA conference as an alternative. Now they are the alternative conference to us since John is dead. And now we're, they, uh, you know. Are they, are they, are they uh, uh, their conferences to disprove your, your theories or to, to uh, uh, no, no, they're pretending to be the only conference that is telling the truth and that um, I am a, a hoax and all this. This doesn't work anymore because uh, so many like secret files have come out and everything. I have a whole list of new files that have come out verifying what I've said. Now, maybe you don't oh, know this, but... No, I'm sorry. Excuse me? No, I was just... Oh, no, no, say, no. Uh, I, excuse me. I was very impressed that Jim Mars had written your, uh, your the uh, uh, afterword on your... On the your afterword. Drug. Yes. And, uh, all right. Well, if, if you have... Yeah. Well, all right. This other conference was the one that Mary Farrell was always attending. What? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, let's Let's just start over. (laughs) Okay, are we on the air right now? Yes, we are. We are. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Everybody out there, I apologize. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's okay. Let's start again. I thought you knew. No, I'm sorry. Uh, we introduced you before uh, you came on the air and, right. and talked about your book. So I, I didn't realize. I was waiting for the introduction. Okay, folks, now uh, you know how I talk before I'm online. <laughs> All right. Uh, but no. at any rate, uh, it has been tough. And um, on Facebook, I will post things, and everybody can see it, but I can't see what I post. That's what's going on there. Wow. And so it's it's getting Oh, it is. It really is. Let's uh, start from the beginning, though. Um, There are, in in the very beginning, when I first spoke out, uh, John McAdams, who, by the way, was kicked out of his own university for harassing a student teacher and other things. This man, um, if you don't know about McAdams, when my name comes up, his huge website about me comes up. Never met me. Never ever saw any of my evidence files, uh, put a whole bunch of people out there to write about me who had never met me, said the only evidence I had was an ink bottle and Lee Oswald's shower shoes. Now, isn't that the silliest thing you ever heard? Okay, and it gets yeah. worse from there. This is, yeah, John McAdams is the same man who has written that, uh, an, put an essay out there saying the Parkland doctors were too busy trying to save Kennedy's life to check the back of his head to see if there was a hole back there. So that's the kind of man this is. Unfortunately, this is the man who spreads all kinds of bad things. Why are they stopped by idiots? 
why do idiots, yeah. uh, you know, control your your life? You know. Well, yeah, that's just, right. Well, they're not. What big, I'm trying to say. Uh, a big middle finger to that guy and, and tell him to fly off. But you know. Well, here, the, the problem is, is this man is like the, the one who wrote. Wait, this man is the same man who wrote the 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 uh, articles in Encyclopedia Britannica about Lee Oswald. He used to have a very good reputation. He's been kicked out of all of that now. Unfortunately, all the media quotes him as saying, I have no evidence and no witnesses and so on. Against, and he also said that Dr. Mary Sherman was never a cancer researcher. Well, anyway, we've countered all of that, but still, he uh, has paid to have his uh, thing come up first on Google, and that's just the way it is. And it's just ridiculous. Okay, well, anyway, lots of new stuff has come out. Okay, aside from him, who I could give a damn yes. about, okay? Uh, and you shouldn't bother about Good for you. All right? I mean, these, well, guys, these guys are nothing but mooches on, on you, you know? Uh, you know well, I, well I they, the media quotes him all the time. Yeah, I'm just trying to tell her that there's no, you know, to give a finger to these guys because they're, they're friggin' useless, all right? <laughs> they're, just, they're just wasting your, your energies and your time. Now I was going to ask you some questions, per, pertinent questions about yes, uh, to introduce yourself to the people, uh, yourself. Okay, your involvement with Lee Harvey Oswald. How did you? You know, I think you should mention to to our listeners. How did you first get involved with him? He was a married man. He was a, a CIA asset. Okay, um, he was uh, traveling to and from Cuba and Russia and everywhere else. Um, how did you explain to the, our audience how you met up with him at such a young yes. age, 19, and uh, how you uh, 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 and, and, and give us a, give us a, a kind of a um, introduction to who you are, what you and, and what what your relationship was with Harvey Lee Harvey Oswell, and um, and what your opinion was of him, and as and ex- exactly and. If you can lead into that, what the new documents, which I have not read uh, yet, but what the new documents are are about to reveal okay. about from the Warren Commission that were never released, what are they? What how how do they uh, affect your story, and uh, do they uh, comply with okay. that? Your tale. Okay. Perhaps we will start off with just to for the people to hear. You've heard the statement, um, you've heard the the phrase, I'm sure, the big event. Have you not heard that phrase used to describe Kennedy's assassination? Yes. Yeah, okay. I I, I don't think I've heard it that way, but yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it it is pretty common now, but at any rate, um, that was the name of the op. And I first mentioned that in 1999, and that impressed... um, Jim Mars later because it wasn't until years later, okay, that, and finally in 2003 I mentioned it in the History Channel that Lee told me the name of the op was the big event, that they, they're going to kill Kennedy That in Dallas, that's the big event. And no, uh, then You said you met him in what year? I, I'm, I'm what? telling you the background here because Lee told me this way back in 1963, that the name of the CIA op was called the big event. I'm just saying that that didn't actually come out until E. Howard Hunt 
mentioned it in his deathbed confession a few years ago. That's all. Uh, I'm mentioning that because a lot of the people who are witnesses like E. Howard Hunt's own son, we have become the best of friends because of the things that I know. And so when they've heard the whole story, which, of course, you can get it in Me and Lee, the book, and also our new book, JFK and Oswald. It's called Kennedy and Oswald, The Big Picture. So I just wanted to premise, uh, preface what I was saying there. I did interview Howard Hunt Jr., yeah, yeah. So, uh, All right. He, well, he's a wonderful guy. He really is. And uh, uh, he's like a son to me. I'll put it that way. Now, I met Lee during the most unusual circumstances you can imagine. First of all, um, going way back when I was just 16, even 15, I was working at Cancer Research. By the time I graduated from high school, I was being I was sent off because two Nobel Prize winners and three of the top cancer research doctors in the country had interviewed me and seen my research at my high school, and I'd also gone to the International Science Fair. Now, um, they sent me to get top-notch training, fast track in the best and most private of um, laboratories. It was Dr. George, George Moore's own lab at Roswell Park, which was the oldest of the cancer research labs in America. Now, why is this important? Because these three were, were closely connected to the CIA and FBI. I mean, people need to know that. But, I, of course, I didn't know any of that. Now, along with this training, they gave me this training because I had given mice cancer, lung cancer, in only seven days. Now, I had help from Oak Ridge. I had help from Walter Reed for chemicals and so on. I had help from doctors trained under the eye of the CIA. I have all those documents and some of them are in newspapers. There's a newspaper article showing that these doctors, after my training at Roswell Park, where I learned how to handle the monkey virus, I learned how to handle and identify a lot of um, things that people knew nothing about. I learned a new chemical uh, combination, which we call a, you know, a formula for growing cancer faster than anybody else could. Today, it's called the RPMI uh, formula. The RPMI uh, uh, 1640 formula is what it turned out to be at last, and it is still being used today. I'm mentioning this because this is what sent me to New Orleans. Dr. Oxner was one of these three doctors and sent me to New Orleans. In the newspapers, it says I was being trained to learn how to make cancer grow faster, more, more vigorously, more deadly. Uh, now we were. I was told today, and any and any kind of vaccine or any kind of uh, uh, you know anything else that you know of, are they using that well, vaccine? Or not vaccine, but that. Well, let's, uh, all right. I mean, bluntly speaking, this was 50 years ago. There is no doubt in my mind that someone can be targeted with a specific, uh, specifically um, created and you know dressed up virus to uh, create any kind of cancer they want. Because we're talking about 50 years later. Yeah, At this time, uh, with working on one tailor-made cancer that would create lung cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And this lung cancer, well, I, when I was there, uh, sent there, I thought I was going to be working on how to cure lung cancer. That with my knowledge of how to make it grow faster, I thought they would, they would tell me they would be using this so that uh, 
because if you could figure out how to make it grow faster, you could figure out how to kill it. That was a lie. But there I am in New Orleans. I came two weeks early, and that changed everything. Instead of being on this open side of it, I ended up on the secret side because when I came too early, uh, my doctors were out of town, and the people who contacted me did not have enough understanding that I was not on the secret side of it. And one of the people who contacted me was Lee Oswald. He was brought in to protect the project from Castro's spies. After all, Castro doesn't want himself getting killed. He knew that there were militia in New Orleans. And he knew that there were uh, uh, plots being formulated against him in New Orleans, just as they were in Miami. So he was sending his spies there. He even infiltrated a training camp out by Lake Pontchartrain. And Lee himself outed one of those um, double agents that was working for Castro and, and uh, made sure that uh, everybody knew about it. That is why Lee was handing out flyers that were pro-Castro, and see, they used that against him. But he was he was smoking out these spies, and anyone who associated with Lee, who was pro-Castro, got investigated, and some of them were deported back to Cuba, protecting us, you see, uh, from our so that the project we were working on would not be, uh, you know, destroyed by Castro, or we could get killed. So Lee is doing these things, and what? They use that against him, that he's, a, you know, that he's a communist, that he's pro-Castro. I'm going to tell you something now very important, and, and uh, your listeners need to listen to this. It's very important because it's still going on this kind of thing today about lying about Lee Oswald. Imagine today if you were in North Korea, you knew about North Korea, and you saw a man and read his story in the newspapers. This man says, I renounce my American citizenship. I'm going into North Korea. I'm in North Korea right now, and I want to stay. If I see a soldier dressed in an in American uniform, I will shoot him. I'm going to tell them all the secrets I learned while I was in the Marines about how to shoot down any missile that tries to stop North Korea's missiles. Now, if you heard that and read that, and then that man came back 30 months later, and you saw him walking free on the streets, do you believe he would really be free on the streets in America if he had done and said those things today? Yes or no? Um, maybe he would be. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, he'd be arrested. Uh, when he, where and you know, he'd be arrested. He'd probably be executed. All right. Well, this is what Lee did during the height of the Cold War. In the newspapers, taking he was in Moscow, saying, "I renounce my American citizenship." He said he was going to tell all the secrets. He said this in the embassy, all the secrets about the U-2, so they could shoot it down. He said that he would. He wrote to his brother that he was willing to kill any American he saw in a, un in a uniform. And yet, 30 months later, he's back on a State Department loan so he can bring a new wife, a Russian wife, back to the U.S. He comes back. There's not a newspaper article that's of any kind that's significant mentioning it. Nothing happens to Lee Harvey Oswald. And in 1963, November, he shoots the president, and they say, oh, look what he did. And why didn't we keep track of it? Come on. This was our man. And then they used him, and they framed him because they could, because he had been in the Soviet Union, just as he said he was a patsy. Who, who killed uh, JFK? Who killed him? I was not in Dealey Plaza, but we know enough to know that nobody will hide records if Lee Oswald had acted alone. 
Why oh, are they holding back all those records? No, they're holding back Lee Oswald's tax records. You know why? Lee told me he was being paid hazard pay when he was in the Soviet Union because if anything happened to him, his wife and family would be taken care of. And they're not going to yeah. show you. Well, if they ever show you anything, it'll be photoshopped and changed, okay? So, but don't, don't. I mean, most people now don't, I mean, after all these years, they know that Lee Harvey Oswald was a CIA asset, and they know he was working for the CIA. Well, and, you're uh, smart, I, and most, your well, listeners are smart. That he was set up, just like you said, and we, I believe he was. Um, but, uh, and, and the shots didn't come from him, they came from the grassy knoll, where there were actually several shots that were fired there. Oh, well, maybe a yeah, shot and, came and from And we had one from the Daltex building as well. Okay, so we have all this going on. Now out come these records, the secret records. And fortunately for us, uh, they well, first, they we, have, we find out that pieces are missing. So you can't, like Helms has asked, was Lee Oswald CIA in the next page is simply missing. So they're not giving us much. But they let some things get through accidentally. They didn't realize how important it was that some of the, the files that they let loose actually verify that I'm telling the truth in my book, Me and Lee. So the book is very important. For example, on page 108, just to give you an example, on page 108, I was talking to these strippers. <laughs> and in New Orleans, it's easy to run into strippers. And I was actually living with in the YWCA with a couple of strippers and a Playboy bunny trainee and a waitress at one point because I came early to New Orleans. Lee Oswald was actually sent to protect me because I was very ignorant and innocent. I came early and my doctors were out of town and did not get me enrolled at the YWCA in the right room. So I had to wait till they came back. And so, I mean, he really helped me. And if you read the book, you'll understand that. Well, here's what I'm talking about. Those strippers told me about things about Jack Ruby that were hidden from the American people. They told me that he was a very important man in the mafia, and he, and he was treated like a king when he was in Las Vegas, and that they had to sleep with him if they wanted to get ahead and get a chance at a really good career in stripping in Las Vegas. When I wrote this, I mean, the answer was, oh, come on, Hoover said that, that uh, he was a homosexual. Well, he was maybe bisexual, but I can promise you these girls said they had to sleep with him if they wanted to get ahead. Now, out comes I, this uh, document, and it says, this, well, let me tell you what the document said. This document said that eight days before, uh, it was reported eight days before the assassination, Jack Ruby was in Las Vegas. And there he had, had checked in himself and a woman, okay, from New Orleans, and he checked it, or we assume New Orleans, it could have been uh, Dallas, of course. Anyways, Mr. and Mrs. Rubin. And Mr. and Mrs. Rubin were given a Rolls Royce from the Tropicana Motel to, to drive around town in. So much for him being a nobody who has no influence in Las Vegas, just as I said. So you'll find many of the things I've said. There are other, many other files I just used. That's the first one that comes up. Other files that verify that what I said actually did happen and were the case. So can we're going to have this ask, conference. Can I ask you one question? Yes. Uh, I, I kind of lost uh, in where you now. You, you okay? You, you asked me how we met. No, no, listen. You stayed with these women, these prostitutes, 
before you you met uh, before you met well, the doctors. Now, well, I came you... two weeks early. Yeah, I came two weeks early, and they didn't have the reservation for me at the Y, where I expected. They said we don't have anything for you. I tried to reach the doctors. They were in South America. So they said, when they come back, they'll fix it up for you. Meanwhile, where was I going to go? So I had to move in into this crowded YWCA room because it was cheap. And that's how it started. And that's not well, I, good. I was not on the right side of New Orleans. So they sent Lee Oswald to, to uh, meet me and protect me. Well, how did, how did uh, you find out about Jack Ruby with these strippers prior to did, did they talk to you about him before you met uh, Oh, Oswald? sure they did. But what, uh, yeah, what, what happened is the, day, the night I arrived, a, a stripper came. One of, There were two strippers there. The second one, they were really worried about her because there was a raid that night by Jim Garrison's group. That stripper came in wrapped in newspapers. That's all she had on her. She ran away and did not get arrested. And then she was talking about how, um, you know, how she was afraid she'd get arrested. She was scared to death. And uh, I, they just told me everything about how they hoped that they could get out of New Orleans and go to the big time in Las Vegas, see, where they wouldn't have to worry about raids. So that's how I found out. All right. Well, anyway, how, how did Jack Ruby wind up shooting Oswald? Why, how did that scenario happen? How was well, he... you know, if you read the book, if yeah, you read the book, you realize me... that, that they were friends. Let... And he didn't want to do have... that. I ask you one question. The question was, is he supposedly had a heart condition or something, okay? Now, he knew that if he walked up and shot Oswald in front of 100 people, he was going to go down as well. I mean, so what was his motivation? No, no, he didn't have a heart condition. No, sir, he did not have a heart condition. I have his autopsy oh. records and everything. He had a perfectly sound heart. Oh. I don't wear so why uh, he... Someone told you that. Sorry. Uh, that did, that was not true about Jack Ruby. What happened with Jack Ruby is that sometime after, well, let's put it this way, he was told he had to kill him, and if he didn't, they were going to kill him, his sister, his dogs. They were going to cut off every protruding part of his body. Is the way it was presented to me. Why was he so, assigned the job? But, but, what's that? Why, why was he given that job and not, not a regular hitman? Well, here, here's, the part, here's what was going to happen. Jack Ruby was just about ready to get arrested by the IRS uh, oh. for tax evasion. He was carrying all his money with him, and he was going to go to jail anyway. And, they, and so they make out that he's just a man who's just, you know, angry at all kinds of things, and he's motivated to kill Lee Oswald because Lee – killed the president, and he loved the president. Well, if he loved the president so much, why wasn't he watching the motorcade? He was actually upstairs in a room that could have I even looked out, and he, he was talking to someone who was Kennedy's enemy at the time. Oh, yeah. Just a lie. There, are, You'll find all of this information in the book, Me and Lee. If you read it, if you skip around in the book, you'll miss a lot. You have to read it page by page. It comes from my diary. I've been fed for months by different people. So did you have any problem getting your book published? Oh, yeah. It was written in 1999. I put a teaser book out there that it's not going to have the important stuff in it because I did not want the evidence destroyed before the book came out, you know. 
it took 10 years to get it published. Um, uh, it was finally published in, in um, 2010 and 2011. And uh, at the, even then, it was very difficult to uh, face all the ridiculous uh, accusations against me. It's all different now. Things have changed. Things have really turned around because, again, many files have now come out verifying what I said about Lee Oswald and what he was doing. And they can't deny that. All they can do is, you know, scream and yell that uh, Lee Oswald was uh, working with the Russians and working with the Cubans to kill Kennedy, which is absurd. Do you have any Oh, let me tell you something. Let let me show you an example. The History Channel is telling everybody, and so so is the media, that Lee Oswald met with the assassin, the, the Russian assassin, Kostovov. Okay? Kostovov. Let me tell you about Kostovov. It's important. According to all the CIA information, he Kostikov was a, an assassin for the KGB. It is true that Lee Oswald met Kostikov at the Russian embassy as he's seeking his visa to go to Russia. Now, let me explain. What is your name, lady? I'm talking to right now. What is your name? What is my name? Lila. Huh? Myra? Lila. 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 Yes. Say that you wanted to go visit the Soviet Union and you're in Mexico City. You would have to go to the Russian embassy to get a visa. Today, if you wanted to go visit Russia, you have to go to an embassy that the U.S. has not closed okay, to get a visa. You have, at that time, you have to fill out a form. And when you fill out the form, there's an assistant to the main guy who will talk to you. And that assistant looks and makes sure everything's right. And then he sets up a meeting between you and the man that will be giving you the visa. In Mexico City, if you had been Santa Claus, if you had been the President of the United States, if you had been you, Lila, or me, or Lee Oswald, or Mother Teresa, you would have had to speak to Mr. Kostikov. He was the one that would grant you the visa. So they're saying, look, Oswald went and talked to Kostikov, the, the assassin. Therefore, he was conspiring to kill Kennedy. When Lee Oswald had no choice, he had to speak to Kostikov to get permission for his wife and him on their visas, okay, to enter Russia. So it's just such, you know, they do this, and they lie just outright. Let, so let what can you do? You have to tell the truth. With yes. His family today? Well, let's put it this way. Marina Oswald was nursing a five-week-old baby when her husband, Lee, was shot. She's alone she speaks Russian. She doesn't know anybody. She w- was told, and it's on record, even her, even Robert Oswald said so, that she was threatened with deportation if she did not cooperate. Now, think about that. She has a little toddler named Junie who was born in the USSR. If she's deported, she will go back with Junie. But her little baby, Rachel, was born in the United States and would stay in the USA behind, be left behind if she was deported, because Rachel is American citizen, born in the USA. 
Now, do you think that Marina Oswald is going to say, no, Lee was innocent and blah, 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 anything else she has to say? She cooperated. She changed her story many times, but the bottom line is, is that for her own safety and for the safety of her child, this poor woman had to say a lot of things that were not true, and they were under oath. If she changed, if she changed her story today, they put her in jail for perjury. So Marina cannot say anything, but I want to tell you, Marina is not saying that I'm not telling the truth. She is staying silent about the book. She's staying silent about all these things. She doesn't want to go to jail for perjury. She was under duress. Her testimony should never be acceptable in court. It never would have been. They shot Lee Oswald because they knew they could never bring him to trial. People like me would have stood up for him. Instead, they killed most of us. I'm lucky because I was Judy Vary, all right, in New Orleans. I was Mrs. Robert Allison Baker III in Florida, and my name was so different. And I kept my name out of the papers and became a nobody because the newspaper reporters, if I'd opened my mouth, they would have been all over this thing. And, of course, then they would have killed me. That must have been, you must have been, uh, led the rest of your life always looking behind you. Well, they told me as long as I didn't go into cancer research and if if I just kept quiet. I was so scared I joined the Mormon church. I was a Mormon for 17 years. And they're, you know what, they don't even use your first name. You're just Sister Baker. The name Judith was not even mentioned by anybody. I was just Sister Baker. So for 17 years, I had safety that way. And finally, uh, I did get a divorce. I have all the records. This is the thing. They can't stop it now. And I don't care what they do to me now. I'm going on 75. You have to die of something, right? So let them, let them do it. I'm telling you, I love this man with all my heart. We fell in love. You can read our story. It's a story just like Romeo and Juliet. And I will stick up for him until they kill me or I die of some other reason. What about your what about your family? You had five children, is that correct? Yes. Well, two of them are good to me. One son, ever since I spoke out in 1999, he has not spoken to me since. I've never seen his children. I don't even know their birthdays. Uh, well, three of my children have nothing to do with me. I have 11 grandchildren, and I have access to very few of them. I cannot see them on holidays, the ones that are good to me, because I don't want to endanger them. We see each other only rarely. I lost my teaching career. I lost everything. And I want to remind you, every single book that's sold, I do not take one penny. I put it into the conference. That's a JFK conference, jfkdallasconference.com. That's November 17, 18, 19 in Dallas. I will be speaking there. I have 31 speakers and witnesses brought in. Some of them are not even allowed to speak at other conferences because they have actually supported me. It's amazing how some of these other conferences have been infiltrated by the CIA and so on to stop information from getting out. They held these conferences for years. Our conferences are really making a difference. People come away, they know the truth, they have the books, not just mine, but others, the ones that are from people telling the truth. And that's where every time you buy a copy of Me and Lee, that's where the money goes 
We are flying them in. They have their hotels paid for. So you can hear their story face to face. That's what we're doing. It's a labor of love. And are you planning any more books on this topic? Well, here's the books we have so far. Me and Lee, okay, How I Came to Know, Love and Lose, Lee Harvey Oswald. These books are Trine Day books, T-R-I-N-E. They're published by Trine Day. He's a very courageous publisher. And also, of course, they're on Amazon. Then there's the book David Ferry, Mafia Pilot. That's all about David Ferry, who pretended to hate Kennedy, but gathered information secretly to try and save Kennedy's life. And he sent it. A lot of that to Lee Oswald. In 1999, I did tell the public that Lee Oswald tried to save Kennedy's life. And at that time, they didn't believe me, but now they do. Most people who have looked into this recognize that it, that when Kennedy's life was saved in Chicago, that the informant, it has come out, the FBI said his name was Lee, and that was Lee Oswald. And I told that everybody back in 1999 but not only until uh, really about a few years ago it has finally all come out thanks to James Douglas and Abraham Bolden who is Secret Service agent so we are working hard people like you are making the big difference we have to commend that you you gave up so much to, to try to bring out the truth but I I I still um, I'm still questioning these these competing um, um, conferences. 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 Oh yeah, I'm banned. I am banned from speaking at them at at this other conference. They have actually tried to make people think that they that if you uh, register at the Adolphus Hotel, you'll be going to our conference. That's not true. You you will be going to the wrong conference. In fact, their conference, they are going to, yeah, it's the Crown Plaza Hotel, not the Adolphus. Is this a CIA conference, kind of a CIA front? Let's put it this way. I have never been allowed to speak there. Ed Haslam has not been allowed to speak there. Um, Jim Mars, because he wrote the afterword, he was not allowed to speak there anymore. I mean, it goes on and on, all right? We have a whole list of people now that are not allowed to speak at this other conference because they have come out supporting me. It's amazing. So come, I'd like people to come to the JFK Assassination Conference Crown Plaza Hotel. And if they do, it will be historic because we may not be able to do this again. People are dying. Jim Mars died just a few months ago. Broke my heart. Yeah, he's well, look at Robert Grodin was going to get an award from this other conference, and then they found out he was speaking at our conference, and they canceled his award. That's how nasty it can get. So uh, if you want the truth, you can come to us. If you want to hear the censored truth, as it is, go to the other conference, which is trying to say that we are them. You know, it's amazing. Well, that's what they do. They mix everybody up. And then what? People say, well, I'm not going to go at all because I might go to the wrong conference, you know? (laughs) Anyway, so here's the good news. The good news is people like you are listening. 
but you, let's thank you for hearing me out. that again to people at JFK Assassination Conference uh, in, uh, uh, let's see where. The Crown Plaza Hotel. Crown Plaza Hotel, Dealey Plaza. All right, JFK. That's Gallery. exactly right. Com. Right. And it's not at the Adolphus Hotel. They are putting this out, and it's just not there. It's their conference, which won't even let me speak there. Well, can they? They can get. They can register at JFK uh, Dallas Conference dot com dot com. And it's November seventeenth, yes. and nineteenth. Right. God bless you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you get a. a because I'm not going to be here forever either. I'm one of the youngest, and I'm going on 75. <laughs> wow. Well, look, uh, Judith, we, we wish you very, a lot of luck, and we, we hope that you're in, uh, um, your sacrifices pay off and that uh, some truth does lend itself to, to people. Well, uh, about you know, history. there is a God. Uh, God, I think, got very disgusted that when Lyndon Johnson came in, he put together a war that killed 85,000 of our sweet soldiers and millions of Vietnamese and Cambodians because they got rid of the one man who stood in their way, JFK. And I'm defending JFK. I want justice for JFK, and I want justice for my lead. Yeah, but you know something else? You know something else that they don't talk about uh, too often about JFK is the other reason that he was killed, and he was killed only two months after was he uh, released $4 billion without the... the exactly. Food. I knew you were going to uh, say that. That's why I said the money. <laughs> because <laughs> the feds... Yes. They, here's, what he did, here's what he uh, did to feds. A lot of people mob. don't know. Um, he made a great speech to the feds. He said, look, I just love you guys, okay? This is... I'm, I'm, of course, I'm not direct quoting. JFK said how much he thought the feds, how great they were, and that what he wanted to do is just put a little money out there to, to raise and boost the confidence of the American people in the American dollar. They So they were all for it. And then he releases $5 billion. Do you realize how much that is in today? It's $50 billion in today's money. I mean, he oh, overwhelmed yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah. in other words, that wasn't just a little money. That was a lot of money, and nobody was buying Nobody was buying the other kind of bill. They wanted no, the Treasury to, note. I, yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. You know, he was going to get rid of them. Exactly. And uh, the other thing that he did, which was, which was uh, uh, unbelievable back then, was when he spoke to the uh, National Press Corps uh, Club about, uh, he gave a speech about the uh, secret society. Secret societies. Yep. We're ruling the now, that, this is very interesting. Yeah. That In that speech, it looks like he's just talking about the press, but then he enters in there that these people have secret oaths. When he mentions secret oaths, that has nothing to do with the publications and media. That shows he really was speaking about secret societies. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, he wanted to smash the because CIA I, into a thousand pieces. Yeah. So and, there, uh, it's a coalition. Uh, they got together. You see, there were so many of them. That's how they got away with it, because if any of them said, look, you did it, they could point the finger back and say, yeah, but you did it too. So when you have so many people involved, you know what you have? You have a coup d'etat. We had a coup d'etat 
And what happened next is our country was taken over illegally by President, by Vice President Johnson and all of these people who wanted him to be president because they could tell him what to do. Kennedy, you see, tried to act as a real president. Well, I'll tell you, Kennedy got through more in a few years. He, he did more in three years, uh, that, or even, what was it, two years, two and a half years or so of his administration yeah. than, uh, than Johnson did in, uh, in, during his term. And uh, his brother, and Nixon did and, in his yeah. term. Oh, and and uh, anybody has done since. And he's, he fired the imagination of this country, and uh, uh, that was not yes, a sir. good thing to do. You know, you keep them dumb and stupid. And, and you know what they're saying today? You know what they're saying? The Smithsonian Magazine. The Smithsonian Magazine came out and said just this year that President Kennedy was brought nothing to the American people or to his position except charm. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, nobody gives a crap about the Smithsonian. I mean, they're a mothball, they're a mothball <laughs> factory. You know, and, and, and like, uh, American well, thank history you. is skewed. It's so skewed, uh, skewed uh, and false. And, 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 uh, it's, it's called revisionist history. It's complete revisionist history. And, well, I hope uh, you have. I hope you have a million listeners. <laughs> well, believe it or not, we did at one time, but uh, they censored us too, very badly, uh, after the election. And uh, but we're we're com- we're on the comeback trail. So. Uh, did you know Ole Damagard? Do you know anything about Ole Damagard? What's that? Ole Damagard just had his show kicked off because he talks about false flags. <laughs> who, he just who kicked him off of. Uh, O O L E Ole Damagard D A M that Ole Damagard is famous in Europe. He got the he, he got the Prague Peace Award last year, but he's being censored in America because he exposes the false flag things that are going on. Oh wow! So I hope well, you get well, him you on know. your show. You'll love. <coughs> What's his name again? Spell it. Ole Damagard D A M M. E-G-A-R-D, Damagard, Ole, O-L-E, that's his first name. Please look him up, and you will be shocked at all the false flag incidents that he can show you. Oh, no. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, please, uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Well, I thank you for being on. We we wish you a lot of luck and and stay strong, and hopefully... um, I don't know. The world will come around, and uh, especially now with the new, with some new evidence, you know, to support what you've said. And uh, we wish you the well, best. Well, it's amazing how they will put one piece of evidence out there. For example, they put that uh, that Sylvia Duran in the Cuban consulate slept with Lee Oswald, which is true. Side by side with it, they said she didn't. But then, then they let slip a, a, a something very interesting. They showed one where it said Sylvia Duran came back to her office after the Mexican police had arrested her and interrogated her, and uh, that's all it said. Next to it, it's they show the redacted. It, here's what she really said after she came back from being arrested by the Mexican police. She told her office workers there she was quite pleased with her performance. In other words, she lied because she told them she did not sleep with Lee Oswald. 
that all she saw was a man who was blonde and short. So she lied, and they have released they released the true truth along with the fake new record side by side. Yeah. The thing is, there's so many records that people can't read them all. Yeah, I mean, you laugh at, at fake news, you know, um, but uh, uh, it's, just, it's just amazing uh, what fake news really is. And it's mostly stuff that's coming from the mainstream media, you know. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a question, though. With all with all yes. of your experience and involvement in all this intrigue, what what is your opinion about what's going on now with the Russian infiltration? Like Las Vegas? Well, uh, well, how about uh, how about uh, a lot, the Las Vegas shooting? Yeah, is that, that interesting yeah, well, to you at all? Yeah. All right, if you have a minute. Yeah. We well, do. think about this. There is a photograph out there. Have you seen the one where it shows him, the shooter himself lying in a pool of blood? Have you seen that? Yeah. With his yeah, head upward, right? You've seen that. Well, here's the thing. If you shoot yourself in the back of the head, that's hard to do anyway. All right. But on top of that, when <laughs> Okay, so he shot in the back of the head. But here's the other part. When you shoot, when you shoot, if you know about guns, when you shoot, the cartridge jump falls, you know, it, it pops out. It lands on the floor, right? All right, you shoot, and then the body falls. Now, the cartridges land first, right? And then the body falls. Yeah, Got that? Mm-hmm. All right. So you look at the photograph and you see a pool of blood and on top of the pool of blood are two cartridges with no blood on them. They were placed there. See? Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that was very interesting. you know, the other thing that was interesting about that is he supposedly shot uh, thousands of bullets you know, down there, right? Uh, you know, it would have set the good. carpet on fire. They've been so hot. <laughs> yeah, well, they found he out couldn't. that what, actually what they found uh, evidence, which they tried to cover up, was the fact that that there were very, very few cartridges uh, on the floor there. All right. Uh, yeah. You think there'd be hundreds of them all over the place, but there were actually very, very few. Plus, uh, there were, they stated that there were two shooters. Uh, from from up there, and they showed the windows. There was two, actually, two windows that were two blown windows out. broken, right? Yep. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think what really, ha- you know, what I think happened. I think this oh. poor man, you know, got in there, and they. I think that that what they do is they took him over, and they did all their stuff, and they blamed it on him. You know. Okay, but I, anyway, I, you were saying something else. You asked about like, something else, before, and I interrupted with the very, shooter. Very, and they and they covered, they they you could tell almost immediately that the policeman the police uh, uh, whoever he was the head of police there was was covering it up immediately you know he he was lying yeah. about everything all right uh, it was horrible. Well, what we need no, we need reporters with integrity. We need media with integrity. No, How we can we get that. it when the media is the media is being has been purchased? By big corporations, we don't have an independent media. We might as well be running uh, like like Russia or something because these big shots, they own them. And if you if a reporter tries to tell the truth, they fire them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so you are our only hope. 
well, people like you yeah. are really our only hope. Well, we, we, we believe that, too, and it's why we've been on for almost 20 years. But, uh, you know, uh, on, on television, radio, and uh, websites, and everything. But we're, um, I mean, we're trying. We're trying. But well, uh, we, 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 we give you the truth. And we, we, we give you a lot of respect. And, you know, our, our old friend Jim, um, he was one of the best. Mars. One of the best yep. around. And, um, you know, so many people that have come and gone and uh, or, oh, or are, still, are still alive but are, are like yourself are, are, or worse, are, are uh, secluded, you know, uh, censored. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I have to move all the, I have to move every 90 days from country to country. I've been doing that for 10 years now. Uh, um, and I, I rely on donations and everything. I'm not going to ask. I'm, even, I'm not even going to tell people how to give a donation. I'm just saying those who care enough, they'll find a way to help me. And that, that that's the way I do it. And I, I trust way, in God. We hope we can push your book, uh, me and Lee, uh, by Trine Day uh, Publishers. And you can go to TrineDay.com um, and find out um, and, and see her book. And, and those um, of you that are near the... Uh, and also Amazon is easy, you know, to get it from. I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you. God bless you. That's all right. Um, those of you... Uh, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting your... I'm getting what I, what's happened here is I don't get to hear what you say. There's a pause for some reason. So all of a sudden I find myself talking over you and I don't mean to, but I'm not hearing you for, there's a pause before I can hear you. Are you on a computer phone? Is that what? Well, what it is, is I can't tell you about those things. <laughs> okay. Probably like a or something, but that's okay. But the uh, wonderful yeah. thing is that the last interview I had, I was, we were cut off 15 times. That has not happened here, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah, me too. Oh, good. But I, but we, we had that problem a couple years ago, where uh, we were talking, we were doing, uh, we, we always do controversial programs, but, but uh, we had uh, the server was attacked. And then we, then our show was uh, crashed. Was, was crashed. Uh, we would get surged. We would get like, you know, hundred volt, you know, a hundred thousand volt surges into our, into a, into our. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. today I today I had somebody is posing as me um, in El Paso, Texas, right now, saying they're me. Oh, oh my God. All kinds of silly things going on. Yeah. No, we had that problem for some time because we were covering so much uh, controversial stuff. But, but what happened? Well, how can you I, get back on top? How how, how can you grow did, again? But, get back to opinions. Well, what I did to prevent that uh, finally is I as I found that I, I put in three firewalls, all right, to to the outside uh, on, on my system, and that prevented it ever since. So I, but you got to have three firewalls, you know. Not just a one well, or two. And let me ask you, how do you, how can you grow your audience again? How what can we do? Well, it's still growing. You know, it's it's a it's it's a it's a secular kind of thing. Uh, the the only the reason that our audience has a tendency to be uh, leaner and then it grows is because it depends on how uh, how much the 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 censor. You know, for instance. We're an internet show, so if Google decides that we are, are Google or CIA, which is Google, uh, you know, decide that we are giving too much 
uh, we were too risque, okay, then what they'll do is they'll put a throttle on us, you know. They'll, they'll, they'll try to clam us down and try to bring us down. And then t- by taking Yeah, I've off. got some Internet per- interviews. Per- uh, yeah, I, for example, I, I've got some... Um, sorry. We're having oh, a okay. voiceover problem again. No, that's okay. I mean, um, at the beginning... I was, what I was going to say is that you'll see views. It says, for one of my... Um, Internet uh, pieces, it says it's been viewed like 900 times. And then I looked somewhere else and it had 35,000, you know, actual views and they're not showing up. Exactly. No, you're, you're exactly right. It's hot. That's what they do. They confuse you that way. So I found that, um, you know, I found that uh, my website last year was getting, got over, in, in one year's time, got over 185 million page views. All right. 40 million visitors, right? The same with with this program. was We got wow. a tremendous number of listeners. But what happened was is after June of last year, the the whole system changed. I mean, the, change, the political environment changed. And uh, Google and everybody was going for Hillary. So any negative words, mm-hmm. any negative... Uh, entries in in uh, that in a blog or a radio show or anything were censored dramatically, taken right out. You know, wow. and anything controversial about the Democrats or anything controversial about uh, Hillary Clinton, and uh, and were, were taken out of there. And my 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 whole website and and, and uh, is controversial. You know, it's an independent talk show. Well, my website. Uh, it turned out our conference website until a couple of days ago was marked unsafe <laughs> to access. Oh, I, I we had to go and get yeah. changed. Yeah. Wow. I have to go. I have no time left. And I thank you very much for this opportunity. Fine. We thank you very much, uh, Judith. Thank you. Thank you. And, and good uh, luck with your book. And I hope your conference is very successful. Yes. Okay. Well, thank good you night. for your help. I really appreciate it. God bless you now. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was Judith uh, Barry Baker, and yep. she was the author of um, Me and Lee, which is a remarkable book uh, about um, her involvement with JFK, uh, murder, and uh, or Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald during that period. And uh, it's a fascinating. Book. And her own background. Uh, and her own background as a as a biochemist and. Scientists, which cancer, she had to, which she had to give up. Yeah, because they're, they're go into hiding practically. She's been in hiding for all these years, yeah. and she says she lives in different countries every ninety days. It's very odd. But well, maybe now, she just doesn't feel safe. Oh well, no, no, they catch up with her, and I guess that's it. But I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody who joined us tonight, and tell your friends about it, share the show, um, and. Uh, you know, we just uh, we thank Judith again for for being having the courage to speak out. I think it takes a lot yeah. of time. Yeah, it's amazing how fast time goes when you have an interesting guest. Huh? Yeah. So, well, good night, folks. I hope you have a pleasant end of the week and a great weekend. Yeah. Good night, everyone.